And we are back. Thank you all for joining us again. Uh, just going to move right into the next presenter. Uh, my friend Beth Brillinger, Director of Accreditation at CME Outfitters, presenting on activity planning, improving the process to align with accreditation criteria. Take it away, Beth. All right, great. Thanks, Derek. Um, Hi, as Derek said, I'm Beth Brillinger. I am the Director of Accreditation at CME Outfitters. I'm going to speak with you today about how to develop a planning document that captures the planning process for CME activity aligned with some of the ACCME accreditation criteria. This presentation is intended for any accredited provider seeking a process for documenting compliance with accreditation criteria. Next slide, please. Thank you. Um, so this is some information about me. Uh, I've been in CME for a while. I've gained experience at several accredited providers. CME Outfitters achieved accreditation with commendation for the last two review cycles. We conduct many direct and jointly provided CME activities. Next slide, please. All right, so before we get started, I wanted to uh, recommend a couple of excellent resources that I've used and that have helped me a lot. Um, the ACCME provides these resources, and they are the Examples of Compliance and Non-Compliance document, um, great resource for examples of how to do things correctly and how things have been perhaps not so correct and, and haven't met the specific accreditation criterion. Uh, I used this document a lot when I wrote our last self-study report. There are several examples that are applicable to many different types of providers, which I also like and appreciate. And then there's also the other document that's very important, um, the accreditation requirements and descriptions of the ACCME, um, also an excellent resource and has been recently updated to reflect the new simplification changes. Um, sorry. Derek, go back one. There you go. Um, I would suggest that the best way to navigate to these resources is um, use the search box on the ACCME website. I found that's the, the easiest way to find things sometimes. Okay, Derek, next slide. <clears throat> All right, so in my presentation today, I will address criteria 2, 3, 5, 6, 17, 18, and 19. Um, criterion 4 was dropped as part of simplification. I plan to share our ideas with you about how to use a planning document to capture the planning process for your CME activities in alignment with these criteria. Uh, you may find that when your next reaccreditation survey comes around, sharing sections of your planning document to explain your program will be much easier when it comes to writing your self-study and collecting documentation for your performance and practice activities. All right, next slide. All right, so let's get started. Uh, criterion two, the provider incorporates needs that underlie the professional practice gap, such as knowledge, competence, or performance. Next slide. So we will take a multi-step approach to collecting this information for our activity planning. In this section of our planning document, uh, we collect 
we collect information about where we turned to find the gaps in knowledge. Um, we include a little bit of a reminder to the person responsible for filling out this section as to what exactly we are looking for related to the content, as you can see. Uh, next slide. In this section, we ask the planner to indicate how the needs are identified. Uh, we give a few examples and ask the planner to select the best choices. Next slide. And in this section, we ask for a brief summary of the needs assessment in what we call our statement of need. And we ask for two references to support that need. Next slide. And then in this section, we ask the planner to make some connections between the identified gaps and the desired results. We ask the planner to identify the content-focused choices among the choices of knowledge, competence, performance, and patient outcomes. Planners can select all that apply there for each gap among those choices. Next slide, please. And this is where we put everything together. As you can see, we provide a brief explanation as a reminder of how learning objectives are developed. Planners will develop objectives that connect the gap to the desired results. This will also serve as a reference point when the outcomes measurement plans are developed. Uh, next slide. Okay, moving on to criterion three. Um, in, the, in, in this criterion, um, it states that providers generate activities that are designed to change competence, performance, or patient outcomes. Next slide. And so this is a section of the planning document that I just covered, but it you know, kind of reiterates how connected C3 and C2 can be. Um, so as you can see, we have already met criterion three through our planning steps of identifying the gap, desired results, and in alignment with criterion three, identifying the content focus to change knowledge, competence, performance, and or patient outcomes. Next slide, please. All right, moving on to criterion five. Is the choice of educational formats that are appropriate for the desired results of the activity? So how we handle that in our planning doc, next slide, <clears throat> is um, this section of the planning doc captures information about the type of activity, the format, and then we also include a paragraph, a brief paragraph, that is a rationale of why we selected the format. Next slide. All right, criterion six is the provider develops activities in the context of desirable physician attributes. Next slide. So what are desirable physician attributes? Well, you know, there are several to choose from, and I would just suggest um, a web search of either the Institute of Medicine or the ACGME core competencies, and that will give you a good background of, of the physician attributes that may be uh, applicable to your educational program. Next slide, please. <clears throat> oh, you can go on ahead and skip past this one, Derek. Skip past this one as well. I figured you guys could look those up on your own if you wanted to. Um, so this is just a little bit of a continuation of C6. Um, so we as providers, we need to show that there is active recognition of desirable physician attributes in our planning process. 
So, next slide. Um, as you can see, we've listed out some of those physician attributes. And we, uh, we once again provide our planners with a little bit of a reminder of what we're looking for here in our planning document. And what the planners do is they run down the list and they select the physician attributes that apply to the planned content. All right, next slide. <clears throat> Criterion 17 focuses on non-education strategies such as reminders or tools to enhance or facilitate change. Next slide. And this is how we handle this section uh, with our planning document. We focus on a, a reminder of what Criterion 17 covers. Um, the planner lists the tool and then they list the purpose of the tool and then where that tool will be found or the source. All right, next slide. And then um, starting with Criterion 18. Now, at CME Outfitters, we chose to take Criterion 18 and Criterion 19 and connect them. They're related in the way that we conduct our planning. Now, I do want to be clear. That is not a requirement by the ACCME that you link these two criteria. But it is the way that we decided to plan our activities. So we'll start with 18. Criterion 18 states that the provider identifies factors outside of the provider's control that impact on patient outcomes. Next slide, please. So you can see from this section of our planning document, um, we explain to the planner what we're looking for once again. Uh, and that is to identify any possible system barriers, including a few examples of what those system barriers could be. If there are no known barriers, mark that section. If there are system barriers, explain what they are. Next slide. Moving a little bit forward on with C18, we also ask planners to identify patient safety issues. Uh, we follow the same format. If there are none, check that box. But if there are patient safety issues, indicate what those patient safety issues are related to the activity content. Next slide, please. Now, for Criteria 19, we ask planners to refer to the identified system barriers or the identified patient safety concerns and explain how those barriers or concerns will be addressed in the content of the educational activity. Next slide, please. So in this section, this is where the planners would explain how any identified barriers will be addressed within the educational content of the activity. Next slide, please. And then this is the section where any identified patient safety concerns will be addressed. How are we doing on time? Okay. Um, next slide, please. I'm going to try and run through these relatively quickly, but these are the actual examples. Um, this is a real activity that CME Outfitters conducted and certified for CME credit. Uh, you can see here the uh, activity title. You can see the beginning of that planning process of identifying the gaps and identifying the needs. I've marked this with a criteria two, criterion two reminder. Um, but uh, you can see some of the considerations that we took uh, for planning as far as the established need. Go on ahead, next slide. 
you can see the brief statement of need. Usually it's about two or three paragraphs related to why this content is important. And then we also include a couple of references. Next slide, please. All right, great. Um, this is uh, where we turned to identify the gaps in knowledge. Also criterion two. Next slide, please. And then this is a busy, a busy part of the uh, planning document, but you can see here that we've identified the gap, what are the needs, and then we've identified what our desired results are as a result of our ed educational activity. And then we also indicated what the content focus would be for each of these identified gaps, whether it would be knowledge, competence, performance, or patient outcomes. And that kind of hits the C2, C3, and C5. No problem. Okay, so finally wrapping all of that together, these are the developed learning objectives for our activity, also part of our planning process for C2. Next slide. You'll see here our physician attributes that we identified that would be applicable to this content, C6. Next slide. And then you'll see some information about why we chose this educational format for this particular activity. Um, we chose to do only one single modality. It would be an, an enduring material online. And then this is kind of the interesting part. We actually do have a paragraph or two of information about why we selected that particular format and why it would be an important method of delivering the education. So that's C5. All right, next slide. And then uh, in this case, there were no system barriers identified for that activity, so that box is checked. So next slide. However, we did identify patient safety considerations, and you can see the, uh, the information there about the patient safety considerations. And then you can also see where we have planned discussion to address that patient safety consideration. All right, next slide. And then this is a summary of our non-educational tools that we planned to coordinate with this educational activity, so C17. And as you can see, we indicate the purpose of the tool and where that tool can be found. All right, next slide. Now, I didn't tell you about Criterion 3 as far as one of the criterion that I would be discussing, but I thought I'd add it on because this is the criterion where the provider identifies changes needed in the overall program. Next slide. And that means, you know, hey, what needs to change? What can we do to improve processes? And if you're here listening to this presentation, next slide, you may have identified something that you can use that might help you in your own program planning you may decide that you may use a planning document for the first time, whereas you may not have used one in the past. And so by deciding to make that change in your own processes, in your own educational program, next slide, you have met one of the possible needs of Criterion 13 by determining something that could be an improvement to your process. Next slide. So that's the end of my presentation. Derek, you let me know if anybody has any questions. And you may also feel free to reach out to me by email or this phone number. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, actually had a couple, well, 
couple of people asking the same question. Uh, okay. Will your slides be made available? Anywhere? Oh, send me an email, and I can send them to you, sure. Um, and uh, we can discuss this offline. I can post them on the website as well, along with your the recording of your presentation. Um, okay. We can discuss whether or not you want to do that uh, off air. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Thanks a lot, Beth. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> next session coming up will be, we're back on track. So at 11.45, Greg Salinas, uh, Director of Research and Assessment at CE Outcomes, is going to be talking about patient-level outcomes, do's and don'ts, why's and how's, and he's going to be doing a Prezi. So... Uh, exciting times here at CME Palooza. Thank you, Derek. Okay. You are welcome. I'll see everyone in about five minutes. All right. Take care. Mm.